you should feel bad because I expected you. No, you should feel bad because I expected you to be the type of person to be there and you weren't. But can't you just accept me for who I am? Oh, I totally do. Doesn't mean I can't be mad at you. Really like that. That's good. I think you just changed my life in a very <laughs> subtle way. I accept you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. That's kind of like I forgive you, but I'm not going to forget that you tried to murder me three times. We're just not going to hang out. <laughs> three times? Why'd they get to three? Well, no, that was my, my first ex. Tell me about what we're going to talk about today, Logan. Life. Life. Life changes, actually, whenever we didn't expect it. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, so, and I guess I should probably say this. We're not talking about things that are, like, obvious, like marriage, having a baby, or, like, a death. Yeah. These are obvious. I'm talking about times where it's, like, catches you off guard. Yeah. Or you don't know it until later. Ooh, I never even thought of that. But basically, times when you weren't expecting it to change your life. And And it can be subtle. It can be a little thing. Okay. And so, Asher and I, well, okay, first, let me say this. Lance is not here this week. Uh, Lance is at a beach camp, yet again, fourth beach camp this year. That, That boy loves the beach. He sure does. So, he's at a beach camp playing some music, and uh, now... We're here, and we're we're just we're rolling. We're so, here, yeah. We're clear, clear headed, clear headed. I think. Are you? Do you feel pretty clear headed today? I do. Yeah. Um. So, Asher and I, we've talked um about like kind of where we want to go and stuff like that, like with the podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, we've been doing some more focused topics that are probably a little bit more relatable than. They usually are, I guess. Like, it's not just opinions. Like, we've been telling stories. We're not yeah. a storytelling podcast, I don't right. think. But we're not trying to craft a narrative for you to follow along with. We're not like an NPR thing, but right. we want to pick a topic and then just share our experiences about it. And we yeah. especially want to hear from you all. For sure. And that's part of the reason why we want to do stuff that's relatable to the, like, the, to most people, because we would love to hear the stories that you guys have about this topic. That's why we don't typically, or I mean, we may have in the past, but like, um, we don't typically pick topics now that we don't, we've not experienced ourselves. We're, we're trying true. to do things that like what's happened to us. Right. Um, so, which is fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. So I like it. today's topic I'm, I'm really excited about because it's really kind of funny how that stuff works. Like how some small things can really like, shape and form like how you how you interact with people and right how you handle situations it just makes life fun like in a weird way yeah i think i mean without these without the kind of things that we're going to talk about today it would kind of be the big life decisions that you make you know you are in a relationship with someone maybe you get engaged and get married maybe you have a baby you know, you graduate high school, you go to college or you don't, whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. You know it's going to be big. You know it's going to be life-changing. Yeah. There's going to be the more, I would call them the little things. <laughs> the, the, the little special things. Would that also make them the finer things? 
the finer things, you know, like the simpler times that you remember. <laughs> <The> simpler times. <laughs> I want to get sponsored by Simpler Times Beer. Me too. Someday. So bad. I, I would never drink I'll write it. to them. I'll drink it. Um, so I would taste it just to be like, oh yeah, this stuff is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, go ahead. Um, there was a guy that I used to play music with, and he said. I thought he was joking about it until he showed me one time. He said that sometimes beer would just show up in his mom's mailbox, like at her house. And I was like, what? Like, what company would do that? Like, what kind was it? And he said it was called Big Flats. Big Flats. And I looked it up. It's a real, real beer, real cheap that... And he just called it mailbox beer. And I thought he was joking for the longest time. And they showed it to me. He's like, yeah, sometimes shows up in the mail. Which brings up a lot of questions in me that I haven't thought about until this moment. Did she order it? That's what I was going to say. Why? She didn't why is it, it there? She, she drank maybe a, a finer, if you will, mixed beverage. <laughs> I never saw Sue, is her name, drinking Big Flats. So I want to know who the friend was. Apparently, it's out there. I'll tell you later. Whatever. So that's that's hilarious. That's life changing. That that was pretty. If, that was a subtle shift in me to know that <laughs> beer could show up in your mailbox. Yeah. Because you know, even now, I have no idea how. There is so much wonder and wow factor to that for me, even today. <laughs> I was not planning on sharing that. It just came up. <laughs> that's. That's amazing. The best kind of things. I would subscribe. I would subscribe. <laughs> if that was an option. Um, so what I was gonna what I was gonna open with yeah. is an instance that I didn't expect it. It was like, I don't know, like it may seem like pretty corny, but it really helped me like handle situations. Um was it that time you worked on that farm? No. And you had to shuck Every day? No, didn't actually no. That's, didn't that, work on a farm. Didn't have to shuck. Oh, that sounded like a very corny time to me. I told you I'm not biased. Only six minutes and twenty seconds in. Uh as the crow flies. Mm. So how this okay, so I'll just tell the story. So pretty much what happened. Um I was I was in a very anxious place. How old were you? 24. <laughs> you mean this was recently? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just assumed these were all like childhood stories. Oh, mine, no. Mine aren't, but I don't know why. No, this was uh, this was like late 2017. Okay. Um, That was just last year. Yep. So I was like super anxious, like just stressed out, had a lot going on, trying to figure out stuff with like, should I leave the job I was at and like all this stuff, which... Now people know I've changed jobs, but um, there's just a lot going on. And um, I remember I was talking to my younger sister, Madison, and I was talking to her on the phone, and I was, like, trying to explain the situation to her, and um, I was kind of, I mean, I'm going to say upset, but it wasn't like I was crying. I was just, like, Like angry. I was aggravated. Like No, I was aggravated with, like, something that happened that day. Okay. Um, with someone like someone at work, like it was like, I think it was probably, if I had to guess, it was probably my old boss. Okay. Uh, so I'm talking to my sister 
And I was like, yeah. And so I told her like this whole thing. And I was like, yeah, that like, it just ruined my day. And she was like, well, I think that's a little ridiculous. Don't you? And I was like, well, I kind of hate that it happened. And, but like, yeah, I hate that I had a bad day. No one like wants to have a bad day. And she was like, well, there's something that I like tell myself. And this is all paraphrasing. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But fine. she was like, there's something I tell myself all the time. Whenever stuff like that happens, I get like pissed off and mad. I'm going to be fuming. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like be in my mind alone for a second. Right. And then say, am I having a bad five minutes? I've said this before on the podcast. I really? Think. Maybe. I don't remember it. Am but I, having, I love where it's going. I'm, am, I, am I having a bad five minutes okay. or am I having a bad day? Right. And dude, for some reason, and that's not like paramount, but for some reason that rocked me. And I was like, I started using that nearly daily. Still do. That's what I was about to Stuff ask. Stuff happens that like I will, I'll get pissed off or like be like, that was really annoying or that was rude or whatever. Right. And then, and it's not like I would just fly off the deep end with everything before, but it helped me really prioritize like the importance of things. Um, Go ahead. Tell me this then, because that's something that would probably help me a lot, but I would also probably just ignore it. (laughs) Like I would think, (laughs) like in this moment, I'm thinking that would be really good for when I'm driving because I'm just pissed when I'm driving. I'm so angry. Like you don't understand. You're saying, yeah, you're agreeing with me in this moment. You don't understand how angry I actually am. Like, if I could pit maneuver somebody, I would want them to be alive at the end of it. Sure. If I could just, you know, run them off the road and then they're not in front of me or anywhere near me anymore, I would do that. So so when you say prioritize, do you mean, like, you kind of save it for later or is it, like, does it go away? It, man. Um, Or something else. No, it doesn't go away. Um, it, I think it allows me to be mad for like the moment. Yeah. Uh, because I can't suppress that. Like I would feel if I suppressed it, I'm going to deal with it later, mm-hmm. probably in a very unhealthy way. And then it might um, build or up I will with... take it out on someone. Yeah. And yeah. I don't never want to do that to anybody, but like that person probably would be Brie. And I don't want that to ever be the case. Yeah. I never yeah. want to like take or lash out or like be in a bad mood from something that happened earlier. That wasn't a big deal. Whenever I'm around her, like after work mm-hmm. and she sees me and I'm pissed off and then it's like, well, why? And then it's like, because this, and then she's like, that's the dumbest thing. And so, <laughs> um, it helped me be mad for that moment and then be done with it. Um, so I guess like, in the car, it never. I never really think of it in the car. Like I, I still will be like, I don't really have road rage to where I'll yell, but like I will think like you're a bad driver. You should have to retake the test. Like right. rude things. At the beyond least. that, that I won't say on the podcast. <laughs> sure. But um, so that aggravates me to no end. I hate whenever people are bad drivers. But I never. If somebody almost causes me to wreck, I never think like. Bad five minutes, not right. a bad day. Um, I it just never really applies to that for me. Okay. Okay. Where, where it applies the most is interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, just daily. Yeah, like at work mainly. Like if something will piss me off or whatever. Like I'm I'm trying to think of a specific instance that like I'm 
I don't know that I can really kind of tell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we'll just have to leave it in general sure, right sure. now. But yeah. um, like if something happens to where it's not that I even feel disrespected, it's just something that like is annoying. Like if we get because right now me and three other designers service a hundred and ten loan officers all Jeez. at once. And so we're constantly doing stuff. Right. And if something happens where like one of the loan officers is insistingly talk to their realtor who worked together on selling a house, uh-huh. um, we can't do it. But they will be so annoying expecting stuff in ridiculous turnaround times. Right. And um, they're really kind of rude and like disrespectful in that way. And it's I never really take it personally, but it gets to be to where I'm like, I'll go to lunch and be like, this this sucks. This yeah. is like so annoying. Right. And I never like, I'm like, I'm about to quit my job, but like I, w- I can get in a really negative bad mood yeah. where I see everything negative. Yeah. That's really what happens. I okay. never get lashed out yelling. Like I, gosh, I, I never really yell. Right. Um, but in, that's not ever how anger is really manifested in me. What happens is I become very short, very rude. I'll shut down, yeah. and um, then I'm distance. And like it's, a, I'm a terrible time to be around. Yeah, I'm, it's just funny because that's kind of the opposite of me. Not that I would yell, but that I wouldn't distance myself. I would be more present in a demeaning way and just tell a person like, "Here's everything that's wrong with you because yeah. I'm upset." Well, okay, so, very petty. I don't think I do it much anymore, but. Here's the truth. If I'm around the person that pissed me off, yeah, and I'm still like around them, I will become very rude in a way. Like I, I, I guess whenever I say I distance myself, I distance myself from like people trying to help me, oh, namely okay. Bree. Yeah. Um, if she was like, let's talk about it, I shut down, mm-hmm. and then I, I guess I used to, um, and then. I'm unavailable and I'm pissed off and she's having a bad time. She's just trying to help me and I won't let her. But if I'm around like the person who pissed me off, yeah, which I've, I'm guilty. I've done this to Lance a uh-huh. lot because he'll piss me off and then I'll be like, <laughs> I will start making rude remarks to him right. or I'll throw that's, things back in his face. That's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. and That's I, my nature at least. Yes, that is totally. And so this, that saying helped me deal with that thing there and leave it there and move on. Right. And, and even the person who like pissed me off, I am never really mad at them after that like minute. Yeah. That I'm like, I hate you right now. Right. And then I just kind of think this is a bad five minutes. Like I don't know what's going on in their day. And I don't really go into this so yeah. much in my mind, like practically whenever right. I think this time, whenever I think this, what practically goes through my mind is this is a bad five minutes. This is not a bad day. Right. Like it's fine. And then I pretty much tell myself like it doesn't matter. Right. And then I'll move on. Um, and I feel like I deal with it there, leave it there. But, um, I, I forget what I was just saying. Oh, what I, the thought behind it is mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know the whole story. Uh, I don't know what's going on in their day. Right. And I don't know. That's kind of the the empathy we were talking about a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah. Where, you know, we're we're white people in America. Like, we don't have problems. So, I don't know. Just just empathy in general. Yeah, sure. Um, But I would also argue, like, go listen to two podcasts ago. I don't care. It's fine. But um, empathy both ways. Yeah. And so, I guess uh, 
it allows me to kind of think like a little bit beyond myself. It allows me to be selfish for like that five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can move on. Right. And my sister has no idea that th- this changed my life so really? much. It, it helped my relationship. Like yeah. it helped like my relationship with people and just like my overall happiness and how like I view things. And it, it I think it thickened my skin. And yeah. it and she had no idea. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never thought about that thickening the skin. I like that. Yeah, You're like an alligator. <laughs> yeah, alligator now. Yeah, pretty much am green skin and everything. Yeah, isn't isn't that wild though? Yeah, like that's just ever, a phone conversation. Are you gonna tell her? So, like initially, I shouldn't say she doesn't know. She doesn't know the gravity of it now. But initially, like a week later, I uh, we were talking again, and I was like, you know, this like that really like stuck with me yeah. like i'm using that all the time yeah and i've told several people about it right and she was like that's awesome she was yeah. like i never thought about it but no she doesn't know i mean i would tell her yeah. i just it, i've not thought of it yeah yeah but yeah i like so, that one what about you um man see that one was so good and like <laughs> personal for you my i don't know Mine might feel a little strange, but we can always. That's my best one. I opened with okay. <laughs> 10. So it's all downhill um, for me. I don't know that any of mine are like better than the others, but um, we texted a little bit yesterday about movies. Yeah. And I mentioned The Truman Show. Have you seen The Truman Show? Yeah. Okay. Love it. So great movie. Jim Carrey, I put down the date here. So it came out in 1998, which means I know I'm older than everybody, but I was 10 years old when that movie came out, and I definitely saw it that year. And, um, you know, if what it came out in 98. Yeah. That's before it's time. That's freaking old. Right. Yeah. It's before it's time. I agree. Um, but I will say, uh, just in case anyone hasn't seen it, go read the Wikipedia page, but basically this guy's living life and he's being watched constantly. Like he's basically on this, um, Island that they've set up to, put him on a TV show and he doesn't know it. So, um, and by the end of it, he figures it out. Spoiler alert. It's 20 years old. Don't spoil that movie. Oh, I guess from the beginning, like literally in the first five minutes, you're like, he's going to find out. Right. It is so good though. Even though you know the ending, you don't really know the ending. I can, I'll, I can bleep that part if we no, it's are fine. really feeling it's it. It's fine. It's fine. Because it's I just, 20 years old. Please go watch it. <laughs> and if you've not seen it in a while, go watch it. Yeah, go Brie, watch it again. Cause I'd, it's, I know I brought it up like four times. Did you introduce Brie to it? I had seen it. Yeah. On a night that I would like had no plans with anybody, and I was just like, I'm just gonna watch this movie. Right. And I've heard about it. And mm-hmm. that was like 2016. Yeah. And then after Brie and I started dating, uh, I was talking to her about it. I was like, Yeah, the Truman Show. Like I brought up this part of it. Right. Like I've never seen it. And I was like, What? So we watched it like maybe the next day or something. Yeah. She loves it. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. So there are definitely positives to it for me as far as it helped me build self-awareness, I think, um, <coughs> that I don't know if I would have had if I hadn't seen the movie. How, how so? Well, or am I getting ahead let, of you? Let me say the flip side of it first, yeah. which is a little more fun, I think. Okay. It made me so paranoid <laughs> because, I mean, I'm 10 years old. I watched The Truman Show, and I was like, Someone's watching me at all times. Ash, 10-year-old Asher is yeah. the same as 30-year-old Asher. <laughs> right. You're the same. Slightly different body. <laughs> Taller. Most, mostly That's fatter. <laughs> you have the same amount of hair. Yep. 
Same amount of body hair. Is that how you're imagining me? I had all the hair on my head too. No. Like a ton of. Okay, you still so have. No. You have all the ha- hair on your head now. No, I don't. You say that. There are places where it's just missing. It's like not here anymore. We're not going to grow there. It's too much work. No, listeners, We're please too understand because you've not seen. Asher has hair. <laughs> he says it like he doesn't. But I don't. You do. It's all relative. Oh my god. To my ten-year-old self when I had so anyway. So it made me super paranoid. So I don't know why I went through out of movies with with this topic or this subject, but yeah. the movies that I saw after that. No, wait, wait, wait. You, what, what? You didn't explain. What? You Self-awareness said, piece? You, yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't even call it negative that it caused me to be super paranoid. That's yeah. just a thing. I mean, at some point, you're kind of, you're out of the bubble. You know, yeah. you realize there's more to life, and this is something that could be possible. Sure. And it's a very maybe conspiracy theory kind of thing, but it's like <laughs> this. Maybe this happened to somebody. <laughs> maybe it's happening to all of us. It's you know, a true story. Who would, <laughs> who would ever know? It was actually just a documentary. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, so. <laughs> but I think it made me more. Uh, like self-aware over time. Like I think it started me on a path of like, I want to know myself better. I want to know how I come across to other people. Yeah. Like I think pretty early I was not worried about it, but just I wanted to be you're, more and more aware. Well, you're conscious of it. Yeah. And exactly. a lot of 10 year olds are not. Right. Yeah. And what is kinda, that fourth grade? It's, yeah. 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 That's fourth or fifth. It's pretty early to start being like, yeah. What's my first impression like? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like how, you know, if I say this word to this particular person, is it going to offend them or is it just going to be okay? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was thinking stuff like that as I was yeah. kind of growing up as a teenager. So I have a weird thing about that. Yeah. 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 Go for so, it. So uh, growing up with two older brothers, and this may fit in the topic, I don't know, but uh, growing up with two older brothers that, went through that phase of life of like, is this going to like starting to realize other people are humans yeah, and treat them as such. I feel like I got that early mm-hmm. and then I became just the worst person and stopped caring and would just say kind of whatever. It was so rude, not to adults. It was people that I saw lateral and okay. Because I hate to even be like below because it's not like I would just talk down to people or n- people next to me. I guess what I'm saying is I wasn't like rude. I was insensitive yeah. in a way yeah. of like I would make – I wanted the room to laugh, period. Right. And this is like high school. So like I wanted the room to laugh and it could be at anybody's expense. Right. But it would never just be like – look at this guy, he's an idiot, and everybody laughs, I would just be like, somebody would say something, and I would just be like, yeah, it's probably like the smartest thing I've heard all day. And <laughs> obviously joking. Right. And then that person feels like an idiot, and everybody's laughing. Yeah. And now I, I like, oh my gosh, I hate myself for that. Like, right. thinking back to the times that oh, I probably yeah. made people feel so small just for a laugh, like, it, it makes me cringe because those people, I had to work really hard. Yeah, yeah. I could name names. I had to work really hard to get those people to respect me. Yeah. One, but then also believe that I cared about them. Right. Like even a little. Yeah. I've I've gone back and done like apologized to a few people in my life that I was like, hey, 
I know how I was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, I can't do anything about it now, but I want you to know I'm at least self-aware enough now. I didn't say it in so many words, but sure. I'm self-aware enough now to know that that was probably really hurtful. Yeah. You know. Well, and I'll just name one of them that was probably the biggest one. Sure. Her name is Becca Ruckert, and <laughs> uh, you know Becca. Yeah, so know Becca. Becca and I now. Famous hairdresser in Knoxville. Famous hairdresser. Uh, she does my hair. Um, but Becca in high school, I liked Becca. Like I've never not liked Becca. Oh, she's mean, been, no, oh, okay. shut up. Like she's always been a good friend. Like she's always been funny. She, she was always fun to be around. Um, and she was in the same friend group. So, right. uh, but she was also a very easy target yep. <laughs> just to like mess with her and pick at her. Yeah, and, yeah. and she never, I never felt like she took it to heart. Oh, no. N- knowing now, like, and I never got personal about like how she looked or anything. It would just be like, Something if she, she laughed, said. she she has the funniest laugh. Dude. Yeah, it's And she good. still does. <laughs> so I would just like make fun of her laugh in a really like joking way and it's not perceived that way. Okay. And so, um, it's a contagious now, laugh as, it as is, a compliment. It for sure is. Becca, if you ever hear this. <laughs> and I'll tell her to go listen to this. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, yeah, I told her, um, like whenever we like, we're fine now. And I had to like really tell her like, Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but also like, was she feeling it that way in, or do, like, did you all talk about it? We don't have yeah, to talk about so, that. Yeah. So no, it's fine. Okay. So at like at one point, yes. Okay. Um, but then to get to the point where we are now, where like I would consider her a friend and Bree would too. She's friends with both of us. Mm-hmm. She does both of our hair. So it helps um, to be able to like see her and talk. But uh, whoa, excuse me. But like at first, whenever we like, because I graduated, did my own thing. Right. And then she was doing her own thing. And then like we, I think she started cutting my hair. Um, or no, 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 no. She was living with Lance's ex-girlfriend. Oh, and that's no. how we came back together. Gosh. Like how we kind of started uh, being around each other again. Yeah. And so I, like I, in that time, I had to be like, hey, look, I'm sorry. Like and it, we're like two years removed. And she yeah. was like, yeah, you, you are, really? you're a cuss word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I absolutely absolutely was am whatever was it damn no you're a damn (laughs) you're you're the thing that beavers make and uh so but then it kind of took some like serious conversation of like not apologizing but like kind of showing her that like this was my i care about you oh okay okay like it it was not a conversation about about how i was acting it was just the opportunity to show somebody that you care yeah and then after that like we're good. And, um, and now like she's, she's a good friend. Yeah. Like we don't talk like every day, obviously, but I guess by good friend, I mean, is like, I could call Becca and be like, I need help moving. Right. And she would help, which is funny that I texted you that the other day. That is funny because, uh, Logan texted me the other day and asked if I was one of those friends who would help, help you move basically. Right. And I, I love asking <laughs> questions because Jesus asks a lot of questions. Maybe that's an excuse. But I just started like, well. What if I, I wasn't? Yeah, what if I wasn't instead of a yes or no, which I think is funny. Um, I said, but I'm, you said, what if I wasn't? I said, 
That's fine. I just wanted to know. And I said, I think I have a couple of other friends that maybe would be. Well, yeah. <laughs> so would you just very briefly, and we can cut this if it's not as entertaining as I think it's going to be. Will you walk us through, uh, like, what were you thinking when I answered with a question? Let's es- play. Especially, like, with your, huh? Go ahead. Like, with your response, what did you mean by that response? I don't remember. Like, I- did you mean, because you said, are you one of those kinds of friends who would help me move? And I said, what if I wasn't? And you said, you just want to know, were you, like, done with it at that point? Like, okay, clearly you're not. Let's move on. Or no, because okay. I still believe you are. Really? I believe you are. If I, need- I if I said, hey, hey, dude, I I have no one. Like, can can you help me? Ten out of ten times, nine out of ten. The other time, yeah, you have a legitimate excuse. Sure, those the nine times you're there, I'm gonna, I know you are. I'm gonna be brutally honest with you here. Go ahead. Every time anyone asks me to help them move, I think of anything like. Lindsay, my wife, let's plan something. (laughs) You're the worst. What what should we do that day? Dang. (laughs) You're the worst. If I was the only friend, I would scrounge up enough money to hire a moving company. I will. Oh, wow. Instead of move. That's how much I hate it. I hate it too. That and painting anything. Dude, the worst. Ugh. The worst. So, um, I'll tell a secret. That is not a secret. <laughs> okay. um, Bree and I were making a table, and then she was like, all right, we get to paint it now. She likes it. I don't. And she was like, okay, we're going to paint it tonight. That's awesome. Right. We go there to uh, her parents' house to paint it, and um, there's only one paintbrush. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, we can do like half and half. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she was like, she just did all of it. And she, and like, or she like did the first coat and I was like, or she was probably about halfway through. And I was like, Hey, I'm a very meticulous, like details oriented person. Yeah. Uh, especially with that type of stuff. That's why I hate it. Cause I can't do it as well as I want to. Yeah. So I said, I said, how about you do the painting and then I'll come back in and do the small details right. because she's the opposite. She like, brush real quick right. it's done and i'm like that's not gonna oh, work okay right. okay <laughs> and well, so that's relationship building then yeah so she did that first part that. then i came back in and uh did all the details and it worked out because i had to do it for only like 10 minutes which is about as much as i can take before i'm like i hate this <laughs> and i just dumped the bucket on it <laughs> gosh okay so when it comes to painting for Lindsay and i Lindsay is amazing at it yeah. Any of the walls that you see where there are mistakes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the other spots, it's like Lindsay did that, obviously. <laughs> this is, room looks really good. Yeah. And I know you guys painted it. Yeah. She's really good at it. And here's the thing like, she is good at it in a way that I think, I don't, I don't want to speak for her too much, but I think it doesn't like de energize <laughs> her. It doesn't drain her yeah. to be good at painting. Yeah. So I can be good at painting, but it's kind of what you were saying. But it takes so much of not just yeah. mental. It's not just emotional. It's something I don't know. You're like, tired afterwards. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. My yeah. doppelganger in some other dimension is getting tired because I'm painting. <laughs> um, so I shouldn't mention, Brie is, she's good. Yeah. Um, no, but, I, I wasn't saying that because 
but it, anyway. No, you know, she's fine. But like, I, I know she didn't want to do it alone. So that's right, the like right. push and pull. Like I couldn't just be like, you do it all. She'd be like, okay. And so that's like, I guess what yeah. you said, like relationship building. Sure. And okay. So real quick relationship building for us recently is that we went to Home Depot we picked out paint samples for three of the rooms in the house. Thank God they're not like the two biggest rooms like we did last year. So we pick out the paint. I told Lindsay like two months ago, I will just give you cash. Like I'll make sure we have room for it in the budget to buy all the paint and I will give you cash money on top of that if I don't have to do it. <laughs> and just to let you in a little bit, the, I do all of the budgeting for us and I... I kind of designate like Lindsay has this much to spend and I have this much to spend and we keep that equal. Yeah. So I told her like from what I have to spend, I'm just going to like give you. Yeah. You'll spend less like, yeah. As if you're buying a painter, you just get more. Yeah. As if I'm paying a painter because it's worth it for me to not just get totally understand. And also I can tell you right now that that's how it'll be with Bree and I in, in a way of like, I will have to do the entire budget because I, I want to know where every penny goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call myself frugal. Okay, but at the same time, I I never want to be like, well, I don't know, like right. where'd it go? That just doesn't happen for me. Like, yeah, I I couldn't stand not knowing. So. Yeah, but that and, would be that would be me because I I told myself whenever <laughs> I reference them every podcast. Hey, Vernon. <laughs> um, so whenever I helped them move a year ago, I told myself I'm never helping anybody move yeah i've helped two people move since then one of those okay three if you count me um right about to do a fourth and i told myself then if i ever have to move like a lot of things i'm buying movers period yeah period yep but you're not but i can't do it because i can't afford it frugality well you yeah no i like i'm frugal i like actually can't afford it and it is it's so aggravating because like I'm about to move mm-hmm. again and uh, because our sweet little boy is about to get married <laughs> and we live together right now. <laughs> so um, I am moving and I dread it so much. I hate moving. I will not be there. That's fine. <laughs> See, you don't I, have to be I there. I kind of feel bad. You should feel bad because i expected you no you should feel bad because i expected you to be the type of person to be there and you weren't but can't you just accept me for who i am oh i totally do doesn't mean i can't be mad at you really like that that's good i think you just changed my life in a very (laughs) subtle way i accept you doesn't mean i'm not going to be mad yeah that's kind of like i forgive you but i'm not going to forget that you Tried to murder me three times. We're just not going to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> three times? Why'd they get to three? Well, no, that was my my first ex back when I was like 17. Oh, nice. I she- actually see. <laughs> I There's no way she would let's, ever no, listen let's to leave, this. No, let's leave it right Can there. I, <laughs> no, because this... No, this, go ahead. It's This funny. plays into what you were saying, uh, your first story that you shared. You dated this girl. We broke up. We were young. We were in high school. Like to me, it was like it was first relationship. Yeah, I didn't think too highly of it, or you know, it wasn't. You're, it also wasn't like no big deal. It was just yeah. like we're hanging out. We're exclusive, and it got to a certain point where I was like, I don't want to date you any longer. <laughs> so we're not gonna date. And then how did Chase take that? 
He was so upset, man. I, he I, was. I hope people think whatever they're thinking. <laughs> 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 we also talked about beer and said damn, so we're getting there with this podcast. Wow. Are we anyway, leaving it? Leave it. Yeah. It's just damn. Yeah. Beaver's I don't know. We'll, we'll see what Lance thinks. No. <laughs> Come on. He's let's not see what here. Lance thinks. He's, he's a part of it. He's not here. We made the rule last week that we get to run wild when Lance isn't here. I'm just playing. We can ask. Um, we'll have to now because yeah, <laughs> then I'll look know. like a jerk on the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. So the, you broke up with a girl. You weren't very like upset about it. This is so awful. The first girl I ever dated, we went to church together. We all, like the whole youth group, like we all knew each other. It was cool that we were dating. So we, you we were, were in around each other regardless if you were dating or not. Y- yes, and that that's part of this too. So okay. dated like six months and his like first relationship. It was in high school, blah, blah, blah. Um, How old was, were you? I was 17. She, she was, was about to turn 16, but okay. we were just one grade apart. Okay. Because I feel like saying that age difference is very awkward. <laughs> But we were just one grade apart. Yeah. And, you know. Um, so six months we hung out. And then I was like, I I don't want to date you anymore. And <laughs> she did not take that well. For me, it was just like like kind of whatever. Like I I didn't give any thought to her feelings. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel like I should. <laughs> and that's that's awful, but you know. I mean, I'm. Oh I was God. a junior. But you're I was a seventeen-year-old guy. She was a sophomore. Um, thankfully, we didn't go to the same school. So, if you're gonna date that young, date somebody who goes to a different high school than you because you're gonna break up. So, after we broke up, a couple of my friends were like, kind of not not trying to be too caring or anything. Like we were still trying to be tough guys, but they're just like, yeah. So how's it going? Like you're still around this girl quite a bit. Man, she was like in the band too, and I played drums. Oh, this is all coming back to me, and it's really terrible. I wasn't planning on talking about this either, but I I started telling um, the guys that I hung out with then that she tried to kill me, <laughs> just to be funny. Oh my god, that's not Isn't funny. That, that's like psychopathic. That's like really, it's not psychopathic, but it's, it's really sociopathic. Mean. So it's, that's the one I meant. Yeah. Um. So me at that time just. And I know earlier I said from watching the Truman Show, it set me on a course of trying to be more and more self-aware. Yeah, and, where did that go? That, that was not one of those times. <laughs> For sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> that was just straight up mean. So. Yeah, but. So I'm sorry. How far person. did that go? How far did that go? What, me saying that she did tried it, to murder me? Did she find out? I don't think she did. Then, you know. Dumb joke. I Whatever. Guess, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and now if you told like the and whole school <laughs> and got some people like asking her like, hey, did you try to kill him? Like, yeah, let's yeah, let's be really bad. Let's maybe consider that. But you're a 17 year old kid with the dumbest thing you could say. I'm not saying it's OK, <laughs> but, right. you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's super mean. Like now, like I don't think it's a big yeah. deal, like saying it. Right. But. Just for the don't record, don't do that I, again. <laughs> I don't feel good about it now. Yeah. <laughs> but what does it mean about me that I still think that's kind of funny? It, it's not like that particular I thing. I think it's funny. It's just so looking outlandish. back at how, ins- yes, how insane it was. Yeah. Like it, like, it's not like, oh, that was a good joke, Asher. Like, it's more of like, 
Are you kidding? Like, you're an idiot. You said for, that. You're for, an idiot for even thinking of saying that. You're yeah. a crazy person. That's what I. That's what I. Yeah. Mean. That's what I. That's why too. it's funny. It's not inherently funny. It's not a joke. <laughs> Don't do that. I but, was joking, but it's not a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's just something awful. else. Yeah. So um, okay, another thing. Not to be super serious, um, I'm trying to think of one that's a little bit more lighthearted because my next one is actually going to be pretty serious. So I'm going to skip that one. Um, I only uh, have 47. We'll cut some. Um, I have one more that was just cool. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And then one more that is a song lyric. Go ahead. That was like huge. Okay, yeah. so the one that was cool um, in 2000 six or seven i had been playing drums for about three years by that time two to three years so i had played a little bit with a band and i'm sure we sounded terrible um and then just a quick shout out to christian Graybill, who also does a podcast but he and i played in the first band christian come come hang e- out with us please the first band that either of us played in we played in together and we both know it wasn't great but it was a lot of fun and it's very funny to talk about now christian um, pause christian please come come hang we'd love to have you on that yeah, would that be amazing would be really fun i would um, interview both of you as if lance is here we would interview both yeah, of you okay i i'm so on board for that cool so i just barely Barely foot in the door to playing music and yeah. knowing music, liking music. I listened to a lot at that point, but I hadn't seen a lot of live music. And a good friend of ours named Alex Diefenderfer mm-hmm. said, hey, come to the Bijou Theater in downtown Knoxville. We're going to go see Mute Math tonight. Have you ever heard of Mute Math? Yeah. Okay. So I had never heard their music before. Before and it was, the concert. Exactly. Okay. And it was it was a fairly cheap ticket. Uh, 16 or 18 bucks like it wasn't that bad and i was like i mean cheap. yeah i was like this is more money than i want to spend because i'm only like 18 years old but i'll go because i think this is fun and we hung out together all the time so we go to the show there's some opening band and i was like oh this is cool like i haven't experienced live music yeah like this yet i, I don't think i had anyway um maybe one show before that that was pretty good but the the opening band played they get done, and then there's all that time in between, and we're just like sitting there, and then mute math comes on, and I'm telling you, like eyes glued to the stage the whole time, like I wasn't missing anything. I didn't move. I don't remember moving for like an hour and a half, and just like taking it all in. It was the first time I had like very clearly heard all of the instruments on stage in a mix. Mm-hmm. Too, the guy did handstands on his keyboard. The drummer, like, if you know anything about that band, um, I don't even know if they play anymore, but the drums were set up on the front of the stage. Like, the drummer is the focal point. Yeah. And he had the tiniest kit, like, nothing to it, and just wailed on it. And, like, I left that night just, like, I couldn't speak. Yeah. It was so crazy. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and, like, they broke everything at the end, and I was like... Surely bands would actually do that. That would cost so much money. They broke these huge lights that were like as tall as me and just threw stuff into them and shattered them. And I was like, wow. (laughs) It's just such a, as far as concert going, I kind of hate that it was one of my first because like very few things have even 
tried to compare to it. Sure. Like, it was such a good show. Sure. That's awesome. It That's really a, cool. It was a spiritual experience. For sure. <laughs> um So, oh, I had a, oh, okay. But I w- I've got one for you. Okay. That is, is you. I've got a life-changing experience of you. Oh, this that is That I'm going to tell. This is bad. Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. Did Bonnaroo not ruin live performances for you? Um, because I I'm fairly certain you've told me that before. Okay. <laughs> like you, and you may have even mentioned that concert before, where you were like, "I had yeah. such a high expectation that nothing on that farm even touched." <laughs> um, and I and you like you were you were underwhelmed. This is what it was. I think we can listen back at some point, too, because we talked about this on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Bonnaroo? I don't think so. Or just live music. Oh, okay, yeah. But if I had mentioned Bonnaroo... Um, it, it was the episode that it was just you and Lance. Okay, that makes sense. But Bonnaroo, looking back on it, was actually a pretty high-quality um, audio experience for okay. me. Like, good mixes and stuff. Like, they shell out for that Yeah, kind of thing. But what I said on the podcast in one of our early episodes, was that any local venue, terrible sound. That's what it was. Not not always terrible. Like I, I don't want to crap on all the venues in Knoxville or anything, but it's just never to the standard of like what happened at Bonnaroo. Sure. Because that was so good. Bonnaroo is also like world famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have to. And they're not like, oh, everyone's just like tripping the whole weekend. It doesn't matter how it sounds. They're like, no, this is going to sound freaking amazing yeah and you can tell that bonnaroo is like i guess it's a company i don't know mm-hmm. um cares about like the actual music of it oh yeah it is still very much the focal point it's sure. not like come experience like it's like <laughs> come see your favorite bands yeah, yeah. and find new ones right it's very much like music is something to like you know like experience together right without being like so airy of like experience the farm like yeah. you know like in a weird way like I expected something very different than what I got. And I was mm-hmm. kind of telling, um, I think it was, I think it was like Bree's like extended family, like everybody, yeah. her graduation weekend. Um, right. Bonnaroo got brought up and I was like, you know, like I went into it with this very unrealistic expectation of like, everybody's going to be tripping on acid and I'm yeah. going to be walking around the only one right. sober. <laughs> and then I get there and I'm like, there are 80 year olds here. Just hanging out. There are people pushing like baby characters. And there and are stuff. families there. Yeah. And yeah. like, sure, that stuff happens. Like, but right. you know, honestly, it happens like not only at Bonnaroo. Like, right. it, those people don't only do drugs at Bonnaroo. <laughs> right. So, like, um, yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised with how yeah. like tame it was. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. It was oh, it's so, so hot. hot. But outside of that, like, it was just a bunch of people listening to a lot of music. Right. And it all sounded really good. Like that was, I was impressed because I was like, this is just outdoor concerts. Like I thought it was going to be like, yeah, this guy's playing music, but we're all going to go lay in this field and do drugs. Like that's not it. Like everybody's there for the music. Well, you know, music, like there's people that probably aren't, but like for the most part, if you go and like see an artist and you're in that crowd, everybody is there for the same reason. Yeah. So I was I I was like this is this is not what I expected at all right because you get so like 
you get such a tainted view whenever you hear like, oh, music festivals are that's only bad news, yeah. and they get this horrible rap. Yeah, but somebody told me that before I went. It was just a few weeks before, and he was like, um, "Hey, man, I don't know if you should go." It was yeah. at a church we were saying this to, or yeah. that we were talking about. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Bonnery this summer." And he was just like, "You just got so freaked out." He was like, "Man, I really don't know if you should go." Those people should like, go. It's a, those people should go. He would have loved it. I think he would love it now. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, that's. I don't know. I I forget how I even got there, but oh, I brought up Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that that's cool. Bonnaroo didn't change my life though. I, no, I wouldn't say um, that it did. I don't think it did mine either. <laughs> oh, well, I did see U2, which was on my bucket list. Ooh, that's Second cool. favorite band right behind Coldplay. Were they good? So, dude, okay, I, let me get there. That qualifies. It changed <laughs> okay, my life. Okay. That that hour, two, two hours, they played for two hours. Those two wow. hours changed my life. Um, in not like a like light bulb like yeah. moment type of way, but yeah. more of like, oh my gosh, I will never forget that. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell some funny parts of that too. So uh Coldplay saw them in twenty sixteen. Right. And were they, they were amazing. No, I you, wish. You saw them but else. I saw them in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And um which I think I've talked about on the podcast because yeah. I told the story of uh sneaking in. I don't remember that. No? Okay. Well, you might have. I Okay, then I'm going to ask my other one, and if you have any questions about this, you can just tell me. My other one that was really serious was therapy. Therapy changed my life. Yeah. And I, it was probably a little too serious, but I was going to tell how I even got there. I didn't know you've gone. Been gone for two years, almost three. Yeah. And um, like two years and nine months. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, love it. Yeah. Would never, like, I, I wish that I could go to therapy for forever. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I can't, but like, you know, it's whatever. So like I went initially for like grief and then it has become yeah. like way beyond that. Right. Um, so yeah, I would love to talk about that another time, but I feel like we're also like yeah. probably close to time and I want to tell these almost an hour, but real quick on therapy, we should talk about that in the future. Cause I've only gone for about six sessions and having someone to talk to who is not involved in my life at all. Yes. Priceless. Yes. That's good. That's, that's good stuff. That's enough. That would be enough content that I could talk. I, that could be an episode within itself. Next week. Great. Um, so, okay. Coldplay. No, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you two. Finish Bonnery, then we'll go to Coldplay. You two. They were on the Joshua Tree Re, um, it's not a reunion tour because they're still making music. Yeah. But they were doing a tour just for the Joshua Tree because the 20 year anniversary. Yeah. The yeah. Joshua Tree is my favorite YouTube album or they, YouTube, YouTube you, album. So they played the whole thing. They played straight through, top wow. to bottom. And uh, the Joshua Tree is a two sided um, album. Oh, like, yeah. I'm tells, not a YouTube fan, so I forget about these things. So it tells a story up to half, okay. and then the second half it flips. And whenever they played it live in the 80s, yeah. in, well, in 1987, um, they would tell this, like, story in the middle of, like, how it changed. Like, Bono would talk for a while, like a okay. good monologue. Okay. And they did it at Bonnaroo. Same and way. I'd Same way. Wow. And it was a very surreal thing for me because I, like, that's something that, like, I would have never 
even dreamt was a possibility for me to ever see because I never, because that happened in 87. I was yeah. not even born. Yeah. And so that's wild. Yeah. I never even thought about it that way because that was a year before I was born. Yeah. And so whenever I got to see it with my own eyes, it felt surreal. Like, right. and surreal almost doesn't even feel like a powerful enough word to, ex- to explain like what was going through my mind. Right. Because this is like, this is an album that I would say like formed my music taste. Right. From really young. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to Isaac Walshlager, uh, who got me into you two. But, um, I, dude, I, gosh, I would not trade that experience for right. like half of the things that I've experienced. Would you pay $130 <laughs> to go do it again? For just that one concert? Yeah. Every time. All right. Why? I just wanted to know if you would pay exactly that much. Um, so, yeah, it was awesome. But that was – the funny part of that was I was so excited for it. And Lance is like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is kind of like – I would say historic maybe would be where – like, just like because of what it is. Like, it's a reunion tour. Like, right. Or not your I, – I don't know what to say. Anniversary I, I know tour. what you mean. Anniversary. Anniversary. There you go. Um, so that's something that like people in 87 got to see. And then like in 2017 got to see, right. or that's, that's not even 20 years. It's 30. I'm an idiot. Oh, that is 30. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. That's I'm so dumb because but, I just said earlier, Truman show, the movie is 20 years old, but you so it's 20 years from now. You saw it 10 years after it came out. Isn't that wild? Wait, what? You said, oh, no, 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 it's 20, because it came out in 98. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I was 10. You are right, and you were, and you saw it at 10 in 2008. But I heard you say 20 years for the Joshua Tree. Wait, that doesn't make sense at all. What? Oh, you saw it when it came out. I'm getting so lost in numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's you were 10 when it came out. I thought that it was 10 years old. Well, now I don't out. know. And if all the conspiracy theories that I believe now are true, <laughs> I could be any age. I could live even... forever. No, I don't need um yeah that's my fault so 30 year yeah and um dang just wild like for me to experience that but so the funny part about it lance excited not nearly as excited as me laurel it was me lance it was me brie laurel and lance right the four of us went you brie lance and yanny I knew you were going to say it's that. It's way too old for that. I joke. hate I mean, that. it's way too long ago to make that joke. So um, that got old a day, one day. It had one day <laughs> that I was like, this is like wild. Then the next day I was like, I hate this. Um, so Laurel did not care. Brie did not care. I don't care what she says. She did not care. <laughs> you mean she, about being at the concert? About going to see you 2 And okay. it was a late concert. It was the last one. They were the headliner. Just for the record, ladies, I wouldn't have cared either because I don't really like them too. They were the headliner of the entire festival. Yeah. So it's like at Bonnaroo. Uh, at Bonnaroo. Wow. So it's a it's a late concert. Yeah. And it it last year it was cold. Like it got to forty at night. What? It was That's that cold. Terrible. Yeah. For like the first two Ugh. nights, and so they're freezing. I'm like, I don't care how cold I am. I'm glued to the right. stage. Yeah. And watching all this, and I was, oh my gosh, I was blown away. And then they're sitting on the ground, like Laurel went to sleep. 
And I'm like having the time of my life <laughs> and, and Bree's like sitting there on her phone. And uh, then Lance is like, he's sitting, standing there watching next to me and he's like, he loves music so much. He was super into it. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that like both of our girlfriends were just like <laughs> laying there. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And uh, so, so Coldplay. And then we'll we'll have to round out after this, I think. Unless you've yeah. got something. I, I'm going to like rattle through a couple of them, but please continue. Okay. Well, this is going to be an involved story. I can wait. Like, it's going to be a 10-minute story. Okay. All right. So. Wait, this is Coldplay? This is Coldplay. Okay. okay. Me, Preston Morris, Alex Wiseman, his, and Preston's younger brother, Nathan. We buy tickets to see Coldplay we in get Dallas. It. You have all the friends. Shut up. And so. Time left for me. <laughs> my brother Blake lived in Dallas at the time or in Fort Worth. So okay. like right outside Dallas. And so, um, we are going to go stay with him and then go see Coldplay at AT&T stadium, which is where the Cowboys play. And I right. think that's AT&T, AT&T stadium. I'm like fairly certain. Um, and so, uh, we fly down there. Or right before we leave, we buy our tickets. We buy them for like $98. Jeez. And it's the top. That's mo- <laughs> It's the very top. Nope. And so. I would never do that. Listen. I don't have a favorite listen, band to do that for. Preston. Anyway, please. I was willing to sit there. Preston had a plan that he didn't tell me about until the day we were leaving. This is wild. This may get us in trouble. Oh, no. It, how this happened. It, it, honestly. I don't even know what they'd do to us. And I would just make, be like, oh, yeah, we lied about that. Was there standing room? <laughs> Cut this part out. Oh, no. Uh, like what I just said. Yeah, sure. Um, you're not going to. But oh. was there standing room? Yeah. It's not that type of like, it's concert. All it's a seat arena. You get a seat. Okay. So what happens? We buy tickets for the top row of like, you know, have you ever seen where the Cowboys play? It's like massive. Of course I haven't. AT&T Stadium, like literally from the bottom to the top, like it was, you couldn't and even that see. that ends our sports segment. And so, <laughs> Lance isn't here to yell sports zone. Um, but, okay. He, I go to Preston's house, we're about to leave, and he is on his computer messing around in uh, like PDF viewer or something okay. like that. They had been in New York City. His family had been in New York City to see a Billy Joel concert like the week prior. Okay. So they they used... Um, they feel like they were running Stub on ice. Hub or something like that. Billy Joel joke. Let's move on. Yeah. So they they did online tickets Okay. Uh, and like printed them off. So what he did was he edited like it was... It said Billy Joel, NYC, Madison Square Garden, like the date, the seat, everything... And then had like all these advertisements around it with um, NYC. I don't know if I want to hear whatever you're about to say. This is like criminal activity. It is criminal activity. Oh my gosh. So what he did was he... Like last year. <laughs> he whited out the, all the stuff and put Coldplay, put the, um, the like AT&T Stadium, put, looked up the seating chart and picked out seats on the floor... And then made four tickets for the floor. Who did the, this? Mm-mm. Who? Preston. What? 
put four Calvinist seats. Preston put four seats on the thinks floor. He can do whatever he want because put, there's no free will. Put Preston. four seats on the floor. Wow. With a barcode that doesn't work because it's for a Billy Joel concert that had passed. Was he doing testing God? <laughs> and listen, so <laughs> this is insane. Oh, yeah, I'm, it is insane. So he makes these tickets, prints them off. We have our real tickets. I feel like I have to tell somebody. You can't. I'm telling the world. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we we have our real tickets. And we looked up. We knew that they had wristbands for uh, the floor. Yeah. Because you can look up people from like the last concerts and they said Coldplay on them and they were different colors every time. And uh, so there's no way to know that color. So we went to party city and we're going to buy all the colors and wait until we could find out at the stadium. Oh, and then put on that color. My gosh. But those, those wristbands were so expensive, like $80 for the pack that we needed. So we didn't buy it. And so we go to the stadium with our real ticket in hand and with the fake tickets in our pocket. And we knew that we would have to go through security several times. And lie several times. So there's a, they only scan your ticket once, but they check your ticket five more times. Right. So we go through security, we scan our real tickets, we get in. They would we, have kicked you out. For sure. Did you have the real tickets? Yeah, and that's how we got in. Wait. Uh, okay, okay. Whatever. So we had the real tickets in hand. We scanned them. We get in. We go to like the main deck. Yeah. And we put the real tickets in our pocket. Yeah. And then we take out the fake tickets, which are printed out tickets. So the other ones were like, they got mailed to us. They look like will call tickets. They were like a ticket. I'm These other ones get, are just paper. I'm going to get famous for sending this to the FBI so they can spot people doing it. Okay. That's fine. I already had my fun. And so they, uh, <laughs> so... We pull those out, and then Preston, we don't have on the right wristbands. Right. But listen to this, how lucky this is. Me, my brother, Preston, Nathan, and Alex all went out the night before to this place called the Stockyards in, okay. uh, in Fort Worth. And we went in the saloon. Is that like a capital punishment thing? No. We went into the saloon, and they gave us wristbands that were lime green and blue. Like this, like weird, like color so, mesh. So you bought all the ones from Party City. No, we didn't buy those. They were too expensive. They're eighty dollars. Didn't oh, buy. Oh Lord. Them. Yeah. Okay. So then we had these wristbands on from the night before, and we look around and we see that the wristband color is lime green, and lime green's on our bracelet. Right. And so we're like, that may be close enough. And we are there so early. Like we're we got there so early so that it wouldn't be. Like, the guards wouldn't have seen a lot of the wristbands. The guards was a Skyrim. And so then we go down, and we were like, actually, I bet we could go get some more wristbands with our tickets. Be like, hey, we need to pick up our wristbands. We go to the first gate to go down, like, downstairs to take you, like, to start the descent. Uh Uh-huh. And this dude is old, and he looks at all of us, and he looks at the tickets, and he's so nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are good. And he's like, and I see you guys already got your ticket or your wristbands, so... Go on through. We proceeded to go through, after that, that was the second, four more gate checks of people saying, yeah, come on. And now we're on the floor where everybody has assigned seating and we have to pick four seats that we didn't buy. 
and hope that no one shows up. And? So, we just pick four. We're in the back. We're not super ambitious. We don't get all the way up to the front. And we're near the back. We're about 60% of the way back. We're close enough that we can see them. But we also know from looking up previous concerts on this tour that they have a B stage. So we picked right where we would be right next to the B stage. So we sit down. No one's around us. We're all freaking out because we can't believe it worked. If we get caught, we get kicked out. There's no go to your seat. It's you're out. You paid $98 to possibly get kicked out? Yep. And travel. I paid a plane ticket and everything. Ease. So, I guess I didn't, I didn't think about it that way at the time. But we looked up at our seat. We couldn't even see the people. We could see an outline of someone. That's like, it. obviously, not that drastic, but like, it was so far away. Right. And then, we look up our ticket prices of the seats that we chose, and they were $1,100. Each? Each. That's so stupid. I saved over... A thousand dollars, and so we sit there, and no one comes for our seats until we saw both openers without anybody coming for one of those seats. Both wow. openers. Did someone come? And someone came for our seats five minutes before Coldplay started, and so we were like, we get out, we like, we they're like, oh, you're in our seat, and there's guards like walking up and down the aisle, like taking Gosh. people to their seats, but like. Right. It would be kind of alarming if they're like, you're in my seat. And they're like, no, you're not. Like, you know? Yeah. And so we, and we didn't even, I don't know why we didn't do this, but we didn't even go to the seats that we put on the ticket. We just picked seats. We should have gone to the ticket where we could have been like, no, our ticket says this. You know? I thought that's what you did. We did uh, Okay. So we just picked, picked seats. Randomly. I remember now. Okay. And so we are sitting there. People finally come. We move. And then we move again. But we move to other empty seats, and then we move again, and then we have to move a third time, and this time we have to split up. It was me and Alex Wiseman, and then Preston and uh, his brother get other seats. And they're just next to these people that are super nice. They're like, we know that you don't have tickets for down here. Wow. And they're like, just stand with us. And then the people that we were next to, um, we actually had two open seats, and the people that we were next to is like, you guys have moved like a several times. And I was like, yeah, it's been tough to find a seat or t- tough to find our seats. <laughs> and she, and uh, the dude was like, I hear you and raised his beer <laughs> and he didn't care. <laughs> and I was like, you paid $1,100 for this. If I was you, I'd be pissed. Oh, I'd I was be, down here. I would tell. Oh, for sure. And I, and I was like really nervous about that, but nobody said a thing. And we saw that entire concert from the floor from a seat we didn't pay for. Movie worthy. Like you could hour and a half, hour 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hour, <laughs> hour 20. <laughs> Zombie land. You think it's movie movie worthy? I think you could, I think any good director could dramatize it just enough. Yeah. Good directors, good producers, good writers. Maybe the Duplass brothers will pick it up. I would, I'd get some fat cash from that. Yeah. I I wasn't going to try to follow whatever you were going to say, and I don't have anything. That changed my life. Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) I don't know. You may be nervous now. Can we put that? Can we post it? I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. 
but great ender. <laughs> it is a great ender. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe we well, can, can we cut this part? We could, yeah. How are they going to prove it? I don't know. I don't think they could. I mean, I have tickets from, I have pr- pictures from down there. I still I'm, have the ticket. I'm probably the most likely to tell on you, and I'm not really planning on it. Maybe. No, I wouldn't do that. We need to close this out. We do. I was <laughs> I was just going to rattle off like three or four yeah, without explaining them at all. Yeah. Um, these might actually be funnier without an explanation. <laughs> so uh, 13 years old. So again, in case you just tuned in, not that this is radio, but <laughs> experiences that changed our lives, we didn't expect it. 13 years old, the first time I heard death metal. Wow. Uh playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time at 25, <laughs> no, 26 years old. Sick. Playing for a year straight with the same group of guys <laughs> just about every week. Um, realizing in my early 20s that when I was a five-year-old kid, I promise this won't turn into too much of a story, when I was like a five-year-old kid and would go to the grocery store with my mom, I would just once or twice... It only happened once or twice. I would go to the fish section and like, you know, the plastic over the fish, if it's like frozen or if it's, you know, pre-cut and refrigerated, yeah. kind of thin, I would just poke holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I so vividly remember like poking holes and I'm pretty sure she saw me do it one time and she was like, let's go. <laughs> I need to verify that. I don't know if she would remember. Oh That's just God. how I remember it. Poked holes in the fish. Or in the plastic. That's so funny, Asher. That is so funny. Pretty bad. That ruined somebody's day, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the last thing, this is a serious one, sort of. Um, there's a lyric by the band, by a band called The Deer Hunter. Have you ever heard of them before? No. It's The Deer Hunter, D-E-A-R. Okay. They made a bunch of concept albums. Um, and one of their... One of their concept albums was Every Color of the Rainbow. <coughs> they wrote four songs about it. Or okay. Four songs with a similar vibe, not about the colors. Sure. And then they bookended it with black at the beginning. So black and then Roy G. Biv and then white at the end. And they're all freaking amazing. But there's one song lyric on there where he says, or he sings, um, I don't know just which option is worse, dying pure or aware. Mm. Like that stuck with me. I, I probably heard that in my like 22, 23 years old. And I was just like, I, I decided very quickly too. I was like, I would rather be aware yeah, than pure yeah, at this point. yeah. But if I had it all to do over again, what do you do? What do you do? The Matrix. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Man. Well, this may be one of our last episodes. I may go to prison. Yeah, well, I'll see you. <laughs> no, well, I'll come and we'll have um, congenial visits. <laughs> I love saying that because it's close enough to conjugal visits that people are like, did he really say that? <laughs> um, no, we'll have congenial visits where I bring some recording gear and we'll do some. Nice. You won't have a whole lot to talk about, <laughs> I don't feel like. <laughs> no. <laughs> From prison. Um, um, hey, yeah. thank you all for listening. We're going to sign off here, but go to Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And as we always have said, 
if you don't want to give us a five star review, send us a message. Message instead. Yeah. What what is that word? Me- message. Mes- let me let me try to talk you out of it. Give us yeah. Let Logan try and talk you out of it. Or give us a massage instead. Or yeah, either. Before I, if you give me a massage, you can give us a, lot, a bad review. I don't care. But I would, I would make actually Apple Podcasts anywhere that you get your podcast because we're everywhere. Yeah, we're not just on Apple. Right. Um, I only say Apple because that's what all the NPR podcasts say. Is it? Yeah. Are they only on Apple? I don't think they are. Or iTunes? Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear your stories. We want to hear your friends' stories. Yeah. Too. So please get involved. We we would love that. And um, yeah, so like and subscribe. Bye. Our sign-offs have sucked lately because we're so? yeah. Well, I mean they're not bad. We just have like, I think that we have a direct serious message at the end. Okay. Now that like they're never, you know, like we used to be. All right. And then we would like say something and then you would cut it on something funny. Right. And I don't, I'm glad that we do that instead where yeah, we, yeah, yeah. like we need that. They're different. Now. They are different. But our, can, I love our openings. We can get back to the, the thing. You, I think you need to find an opening from my Coldplay story. I was thinking the same thing. That's wild, isn't it? Because people are going to listen to it and be like, what in the world happened? If we decide to use it, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm down if with you're it. You're okay with it. I'm down with it. There's not there, I wouldn't get in trouble. I wouldn't either. All I have to do is say no, that didn't happen. I would just have to start my other podcast. <laughs> I don't think that there's any way that they can actually prove anything that I said. Yeah, true. Without like a legitimate legal like fight. Like right. they would have to take me to court. And you do play tennis, so well. I need to go. (laughs) 